when you're trying to figure it out on your own or with just one person, there is so much more room for that human error that sometimes happens when you're thinking about doing all the things all at the same time. It also really helps shift your energy into the person that you want to become that these brand photos represent. No matter who I work with and who we work with, and I think many you agree, it's not just about branding photos because the time that you spend in that room getting these photos done, it is a huge moment in people's mindset shift and then kind of level of business owner that they have finally given themselves permission to step into. If you're treating it as like just another task on a checklist, not something where you're actually stepping into a whole different identity, which is what happens when you have all these professionals taking care of you. It's just going to be the same ish different day with slightly new photos and not necessarily seeing the impact of what really good strong branding photos can do and also strong energy within the branding photos can do. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths, so sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. I would like to welcome this beautiful soul to the podcast, Jenny J, who is a beautiful soul, but I like to say she has such an old soul with a young face. She is passionate about life. She's an amazing writer. She has, I call like you are a word ninja. When I get your weekly newsletters and things that you write on Instagram and stuff like that, like I'm like, man, this girl could write. And she has a level of understanding about the world at her age that is like I didn't have at her age. So there's that. So let me tell you a little bit about this beauty. So Jenny J is an award-winning cinematographer, photographer, writer, and activist. She is also the founder and owner of the Double J Collective, a photography and videography studio based here in Toronto, where she helps brands create engaging, heartfelt, and sales-driven content. Whether she's behind the camera, documenting her travels, or amplifying the stories that need to be told, Jenny is an embodiment of what it means to be a true multimedia creator. She writes, films, photographs, travels, and above all else, she lives. Why do I feel like... I love this. (laughs) Why do I feel like I'm going to end up crying on this podcast? I don't know. I mean, it's your bio. You're that amazing. I don't know what to tell you. So for everybody who's listening, you guys don't know, but Jenny, because Jenny actually, her face isn't out there as much when I'm doing the, like when I'm showcasing the the photo shoot, right? It's like, she's a behind the scenes with me. She's behind the scenes. So um, Jenny photographs all the VIP photo shoot days and her significant other does all the video. So I actually love that this is a husband wife like team that shows up. They're so in sync. We're such a cool team when we're all together. It's like everybody knows everything now. Like I feel we've done this 
enough times that, I mean, you can speak to it, but she's every time something happens, she's like, Monique, I already know. I already know what you want. I already know how you're going to be. I already know. (laughs) There are no more surprises, which is actually great. That's how you want it to be. Yeah. There comes a point where we're like, we're actually done with the surprises. We need this to just go smooth. I mean, there are some surprises that are like definitely a wrench of the plans, but Jenny is such like a calm storm while I'm like regular storm. (laughs) My regular storm. And James was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's okay Nobody's they got the time know. wrong. It's fine. And I love that, right? Because you can't have everybody at a 12 because what the hell are we going to do? I definitely don't need another me in the space. Everyone else to be at like a nice six for good branding photos. Well, I mean, first let's start with the simple fact that there are still people out here who are hiring their best friend to take their brand photos, not seeing the value in it. So why don't you tell people, because people are sick of hearing me say it, tell people why is it important to hire a professional to do your brand photos if you are a damn business out here? So a number of reasons. First off, there is a time and a place and a purpose for having your best friend take your photos. However, Do you notice how I say take your photos and not say take your brand photos? Because Mm. there is a very big difference between the filler content that you might post on Instagram or the in-between stuff that you might post on different socials or on your personal Facebook page versus what the purpose is and what you use brand photos for. And brand photos are marketing assets, right? You're not telling big companies to go and DIY their marketing assets. So Why are small business owners trying to DIY their, like, the thing that is going to help bring in and attract their audience? The difference really for me, at least, when I think about brand photos and when I try to tell the people that I work with, um, the people that we work together with, how important they are, is understanding that your brand photos get to be something that is evergreen for a really long period of time and stay high quality versus other photos that might be nice of you sitting and smiling that don't actually serve any purpose and that don't do anything for your brand and for getting people in the door. Brand photos really have to be intentional. And I think when you try to DIY it without the intention and without someone to help guide you on what the intention should be and what it should look like, they end up just being photos that Maybe you write a caption with, but it doesn't actually do anything to really build your brand effectively. Guys, end of podcast episode. That's it. Right? Like, I'm just like, that's what it's like. I don't know better ways to say it because when it comes to the brand photos, it's always like an afterthought. Like, it's like, yes, Mm -hmm. I need to do it, but it's not a priority. It's like, yes, if you don't have a sound business, you don't know what you're doing. You clearly need to get that together. But if you're going to be out here, which everyone is going to be out here, then it's an investment like anything else in your business. And what, so what, we bring a big team when we do this whole shebang, right? Mm -hmm. Which is great, but not everybody does that. And that's fine. But I would love if you spoke to what you see the value is in us having so many bodies in the space to make this happen for this one individual. I just think that there are different kinds of people, right? And there are some people who can really do the DIY thing Fairly effectively. I say fairly because it's not always fully 120% effective. And I do think that there's a level of excellence that comes with having professionals in the room. And the benefit to having so many people who are all professionals in their specific thing is that you don't leave things up to one person's human error. 
I think when when you're trying to figure it out on your own or with just one person, there is so much more room for that human error that sometimes happens when you're thinking about doing all the things all at the same time. And when you just have it all taken care of, it also really helps shift your energy into the person that you want to become that these brand photos represent. And the biggest thing, like no matter who I work with and who we work with, and I think when you agree, it's not just about branding photos because usually the time that you spend in that room getting these fo- like photos done, it is a huge moment in people's mindset shift and then kind of level of business owner that they have finally given themselves permission to step into. If you're treating it as like just another task on a checklist and not something where you're actually stepping into a whole different identity, which is what happens when you have all these professionals taking care of you, then it's just going to be the same-ish different day with like slightly new photos and not necessarily again seeing the impact of what really good strong branding photos can do and also strong energy within the branding photos can do. I love that you said energy because I feel like that is that extra sauce. Anyone can go fine, take some photos. You can even hire a professional, some other professional, take a photo. But if you don't know, like you said, what this is for, if there's no transformation, if there's no shift, if you're not Mm -hmm. stepping into the something and the people in the room don't know what you're stepping into, how could you possibly capture that energy in a photo? It's just another stock board. You know the difference between stock photos and brand photos, right? Where people are like, yeah. your photos, your your feed is just full of stock photos. Your website's full of stock photos. And people wonder, why is that so, why is that a problem? As you know, when you look at it, you're like, that's some generic ass-ish. Ain't nobody want to see that. Sorry, I'm getting really hyped. I'm like, ain't nobody want to see that. <laughs> but you can also tell, you can totally tell when someone comes into a shoot and they've just been stressed about it. And like, mm-hmm. it's the look on their face when they're in front of the camera, when they're still trying so hard to think about all the things that they need to be apparently thinking about in that very present moment, which Monique, I think you do really well, is getting them to not think about those things. Oh, we have such a good time. It is a party. I get to think about the things and you get to think about the things, but we don't want to We're thinking about the things, but the person who's in front of the camera is just having a great old time, living their life. Stepping into their next identity and it's great. It's great for them. That's why they love it so much. And that's why like it is an experience and that's why you call it the experience that you do. Meanwhile, no one else sees the BTS. Oh my gosh. Like we can talk a little bit about some of that BTS, right? Let's talk about this behind the scenes stuff that people wonder like what the hell is going on back here. But even if we think of the last shoot, you know, Mm -hmm. there were some interesting, even outside of the photography, outside of the clients, like your car wouldn't start that day. We had that. There's a snowstorm on the same day. Snow slash rainstorm. The location had, there was some miscommunication with the location. So they weren't going to even let us in until three hours after the actual designated time. It was like the elevator was broken. So we had to do three flights of pulling up equipment and props. So we have to do all, we take on that whole load. So when the person shows up, it's nothing but high energy and fun. Meanwhile, all these other things are happening in the background. It, but that's the thing, right? Like you want the person in front of the camera. If you're the business owner that's listening to this and this was happening to you, the photos in front of the camera would be a mess. A hundred percent. The photos in front of the camera, if you were the one booking the studio and trying to figure all of this out and also try to get your makeup done and also trying to figure out where your outfits were and how to put them in a suitcase without them getting 
crushed, but then showing up and realizing you had re-seen them, like that it's happened. I've seen clients who want to do it that way show up in the shoot frazzled. And that's not you're you're no matter what, like when you're you're investing something into getting branding photos, even if you mm-hmm. are doing it with your best friend, like out in your backyard, you're still investing time in it. And so if you're gonna invest time and energy or make any investment of your resources, you want it to be a good investment. Like why are we out here making bad investments and wasting our time and wasting our energy for a mediocre result? That's not the energy that we wanna come in with. Because if that's the energy you're coming into your business with, I have questions. <laughs> That's it. So I'm really questioning you if that is what's happening at this point. You ain't serious about your business if you do a net. Uh, I love that. And it's true. Even if you and I just do a shoot, it's just you and me. And it's for me. Like we've even had like, fra- like I'm frazzled when I don't have extra bodies and extra hands and it's my shoot, right? I'm like, no, Monique, you know how to take a picture. It's fine. But no, it, there's there are things that you're like, oh, man, like even like the steaming of the clothes. It's even when you're taking the photo, not being able to see any little thing that's out of place that it takes another set of eyes or two sets of eyes to catch. And you know what you may want, but you can't see that being you're not behind the camera when you're in front of the camera. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to like really know these things. There's a level a skill level from all the different people in the room that takes into account and people, I think they don't get it or they probably, they don't get it more than they underestimate it. But I even think of something they may think simple, like propping mm-hmm. merchandiser propping, you know, some people are like, Oh, I don't need, know why I would need a person to set up my quote unquote, my desk. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's people don't understand like big giant companies spend thousands, millions of dollars on advertising to prop mm-hmm. shit where there's no actual even people in it. That's a skill set. So anyways, I'm getting really hyped. But I'm just, these little things. And I mean, obviously, if I wasn't passionate about it, I wouldn't do it. But like people forget about these other pieces. Anyways, we know it's important. Y'all listening know now it's important. I don't know how many other ways we can say it. But I would love it, Jenny, if you, what do you suggest for people who are about to embark on a brand shoot. Like, obviously, the first suggestion is go to MoniqueBryan.com and goes apply for your VIP photo shoot experience. But, however, say you live in another country, say you want to do this and you already have people you're thinking about, what are some of, like, the first steps you would advise them to take into consideration before they even, like, embark on this? First off, I would find out if the person that you're hiring, whether it be a creative director to manage a shoot or the photographer themselves or your best friend, find out if they are going to be providing your mood board and your shot list for you or if that is something you have to come up with yourself. If that is something that you have to come up with yourself and that you are in charge of and you're taking on, then that is something that I would prioritize before even doing all the other things and recognizing that's a lot of work. So Monique, I know you do that for your clients and that in and of itself is incredible because that's where a lot of the work is into making sure it's really intentional and it separates it from just being a regular old set of photos to an actual branding shoot. The other thing that I would really recommend is you cannot try to jump hoops around your outfits and you cannot jump hoops around your energy. Like those are non-negotiables no matter who you're working with. If you don't feel good in your outfit, 
it's going to show up in your face and it's going to show up when you look at the photos. I know that there are certain outfits I will never be caught taking photos in, even if like they are comfy things or like my everyday around the house things. Yeah, you, you will not see me in some of those photos. I got stuff too. I got stuff. Y'all don't always see me. Yeah, there are are certain things that I know for a fact that, okay, like, not only do I feel really good in this, but I also really like how I look in it. And having that confidence, like the confidence looks different for everyone. How you feel in your body is unique to you and only you will know that. But you have to feel that. You have to have that kind of energy coming into your branding shoot. And that shows up with how you dress how you feel like you look, whether that's with makeup or without makeup, whatever version of that is for you and making sure it is on a day that you can be in your best self. Because listen, I have tried to take photos on days when I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You can see it. You can legit, you can see it in my eyes where it's like Jenny was clearly not happy on that day. And you know where those photos are? non-existent because no one will ever see them because I look at it and I'm like I'm miserable I'm absolutely Mm. miserable who told me it was a good idea to even try to step in front of the camera in this moment I just now I just don't do it if I have something planned and uh I I know that I might be taking photos and I'm not in the energy I'm like it's not gonna work We'll do another. I, yeah. I mean, it's self-awareness. And that's why we spend so much time, like, for the VIP experience, like, the lead up. Like, I'm with you for, like, six to eight weeks. Like, you've got mm-hmm. Monique energy, Monique juice, all the way until you step in there and then some. Because I know how, first of all, it can be really scary if you've never done it before. You're mm-hmm. a lot of people are self-conscious. They're like, I don't know how to pose. I don't know what to do. What are we even talking? I've never had my makeup done or am I going to look or feel stupid doing something? And that's why it's so important for the people who are there with you to keep the energy alive, to keep you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because that, like you said, is you will, no matter what, you will see it on your face. Like a picture is worth a thousand words. Captured. They've captured you. It's so funny because it always reminds me of when my best friend got married. I was like thinking to myself, like, is she going to hear this? Probably not. She doesn't listen to my podcast. (laughs) At her wedding, there was this really obnoxious guest and they were doing a speech. It was so obnoxious. It was horrid. And I made a face to the other bridesmaid, like what the hell is going on? And it got captured on camera. Oh no. And my friend was like, Monique, I told you to keep smiling because of this. And she showed it to me and it was like on my face. You could tell Monique was not happy and actually a little bit disgusted. Right. And it's there. She was fine with it. because She was like, she hated that family member. But at the same time, it's forever. Right. Like that is capture. You can't. (laughs) I can't explain that away. Like, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. No, Monique was disgusted. It was clear in the photo. So that's why. The energy can't be faked. And we spend so much time with that shit. Allow me to interrupt this regularly scheduled juicy podcast episode because I've got something amazing coming up that I know you are going to want to know about. What if I told you that your brand is more than your logo, your perfect Instagram feed, or having a pretty website? Did you know that your ability to make real money in your business is directly connected to your ability to build a juicy personal brand? I know everyone's talking about build a brand, build a brand, build a brand. It's annoying and frankly, a little bit exhausting. However, that is exactly why I am doing a free masterclass called From Brand to Bank, showing you how to shorten that runway to that dream bank account. Yes, I'm going to be showing you three simple strategies that you can implement right there inside of the class. 
So if you're tired of seeing other people get chosen for the opportunities that you know were meant for you, then I want to see you in this masterclass. Go to bit.ly forward slash brand to bank. That's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash B-R-A-N-D-T-O-B-A-N-K. And I'll see you in there. So I know like brand photography is a piece of what you do and there's so many other pieces to what Jenny does. So I would love it if you shared because Jenny at the end of the day is storyteller. She is storyteller. She is storyteller. She can tell the story like nobody's business. Like this is what Jenny teaches as well, guys. Okay. So Jenny has an amazing program around how to create your story. And I would love if you shared about that because a lot of people don't know how to do that in a way that hits an emotional chord and really gets to the root of things. And I am like, I believe I'm also a storyteller and I feel like story is just, it's just everything. It's unique to us. It's like our thing, but being able to articulate it is a whole nother ball game. So please give some people some juice on how they can identify their story or some tips on how to tell it. Come on, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. Okay. So first off, thank you so much. Storytelling is absolutely like at the core of everything and everything I create. It is about the story. And I think like we're talking right now about like brand photography and like in that world, there is a very obvious like brand story that we think about and that we start to create and build on. But as people, as individuals behind a business, as individual human beings who are the creators and the minds behind the things that we run and the ideas that we, we have, the stories that we tell ourselves and the way we interpret the world and how that starts to shape the narratives that we have the ability to create, right? Because we can only create what we know. We can only create what we see. And so the things and the stories that we've had access to our whole lives are the only kind of stories that we can really use to build from. Like imagination is still built from the narratives that we've been told. And so to really start to understand what our internal stories are first, they start to shape how we can tell the stories of our business and of who we are and understand which are the pieces that we actually can put out into the world that will start to connect with our audience. So understanding community building, which I actually just did a training recently about understanding how we start to build communities with our stories and recognizing that you can't tell stories about one thing and expect a community in another. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people make the mistake of is that the stories that they might always be telling are maybe just the things that they're really passionate about, or maybe just the things that always excites them. But they're telling these stories and they're expecting the expectation of the community that's going to come out of it are paying clients or people who want to hire them or like a community that wants to purchase when the story and the community that they want to build don't actually match. And there's also a difference between what you want to be known for and the kind of stories that will build the community that you need. And they're two different things, even though we treat them the same, if that Mm, makes sense. Intriguing. Tell me more about that piece. So there is what we can be known for. And that's like our personal story. So for example, Monique Bryan is known for obviously her VIP branding shoots, but she's also known for being just a badass human and someone who has survived cancer and someone who lives as a result of really understanding how much 
her passion is important and I'm speaking for you definitely based on the I things that it. I know about yes. you. So like, yes. That's what you're known for. The community that you're building though and the community that you need to build for you to run the business that you do is a community of entrepreneurs and business owners who see you as a possibility. And that's different than what you're known for. Ooh, possibility portal. Damn, I like it. That's my middle name. I like it. It's a real thing. I definitely heard it from someone somewhere. I, I will not take full credit for that one. I've, I've stolen it. It's mine. Go. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think just recognizing the difference between the two things and then starting to use that understanding to say, okay, looking at my life or looking at the brand that I'm building or looking at the story of whatever it is that I've built, where can I now start to share the pieces that are important that also connect with the experiences of the community that I'm trying to build? Because if you're not connecting with the experiences and the stories that your community has, that's also where there's a disconnect, right? A lot of times when people think of storytelling, it just let me word vomit all of my experiences and my trauma to you without actually considering that it's a conversation. A good storyteller invites you into a conversation and has a conversation and doesn't talk at you. So what is really cool is you can do that with so many different mediums, right? So good storytelling can be through writing, which you know that I love. It was actually my minor in university. So creative writing is definitely oh, like- I didn't know that. Just on this list of things that I really love. And so writing is definitely a medium that you can use as a storytelling tool. The photos and again, the energy that you show up with in your photos is an element of telling that same story. And the way you present yourself and the kind of videos you create can also be another method and a tool to supplementing the story that you're trying to tell. But all of that without intention it's just content on a content hamster wheel. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up sometimes. And if the story gets too confusing, people tap out, right? Like you you want it to make sense. And because we are not logic thinkers, we are story consumers. Like we love to consume as human beings information through the method of storytelling. It has to be easy. And, and you don't want people tapping out. Using the mediums and using the methods that exist, that are currently there, the platforms that we now have access to that make it more accessible. 30 years ago, we wouldn't have this conversation because the tools of storytelling were very inaccessible to a lot of people. Only certain people controlled what stories could exist in the world and how they would be taken seriously and how they would be heard. And it's such a privilege that all of us or most of us really have way more access than we ever used to. That's what I love. Oh my God. I love that. I want to, I want you to explain to people like what your course is, what would they get from who needs to, who do, who are you ideally hoping comes into the course? Like this isn't your first time running it, but who are you targeting? So people mm -hmm. can I self-identify it's me. But I also know like there's an activist side of Jenny and very vocal on sharing so many different things. But I would love it if you kind of like shared with the audience, like some of the pieces that you speak to that you feel need to be addressed, especially as like small business owners. Like I know definitely like inclusive language is a big mm -hmm. piece. And that's something that we over at moniquebryan.com are always trying to like get better at, but there's definitely a lot more learning that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'd love if you shared that and the importance of that as we're out here telling stories. They go so hand in hand, Monique, like they're so paired 
together because to me, as someone who has the experiences that I have, like as folks of color, the way we share our stories starts to change the narratives that exist in the world. And I was actually like writing last night about not much has changed in a year and yet so much has because if we take a look at the narratives that exist right now in the world versus the narratives that existed at the beginning of 2020, they are vastly different. At the beginning of 2020, corporations would have told you that everyone working from home was impossible and not something that was financially viable and not something that could work and that they would never do it. And it's something that a lot of parents have definitely advocated for, like when they were on parental leave. If you had said a year ago that there would be the ability to be louder and to share all of these things and make really big systemic change, corporations would have said that it wouldn't make them money. And so it was a low priority thing. And so really understanding like our content and our language has the power to shift the narratives that exist in the world. And that's why like understanding now that there is a huge difference between how we view gender versus sex and understanding that the language that we use either perpetuate narratives that once existed that served its time and purpose back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. But now because we get to create new narratives, the language that we can use can help support the new narratives that we really want to exist in the world. And that to me is the part of like activism and inclusive language of saying like, if you support the new narratives that exist in the world, you can do it by changing your language. You can do it by being aware of it instead of being really angry that the language is changing or being really angry that the narratives are changing, which I, I can understand. I don't agree with it, but I can understand it because some people just don't like change. So for chapters of you and for the program, what we actually do in it is really get into the kind of stories that you want to tell the kind of stories that are important to you, and then also link it back to the kind of community that you want to create. And we actually spend a lot of time in that part. Because once you have that, then you have clarity, and then you're not trying to do the thing on Clubhouse and do the thing on TikTok and do the thing on... <laughs> On Instagram, and do all the, all the things. things. Um, because you have the clarity on like where your community is, where they're gonna listen, and how to make them pay attention to your story. Because otherwise, sometimes it's very exhausting and also really heartbreaking when you're sharing a story that is really powerful and people aren't paying attention. And I think that's also something that happens is people think that nobody cares because that has happened. And it's not that nobody cares. It's just that we can get better. We can get intentional. We can understand why there is, are the pieces of data that tell us that we have to change something and then how to do it. And then afterwards, we also go into like how to actually look at your content itself since so much storytelling is happening in an online digital world and how to also use your voice. So if you want to be a speaker and you're storytelling like vocally or through your words, then how you can start doing that too. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Because I was just like, like, as you were speaking, I was like, you could have, it's just like when I, like when I think of brands, like you could have the most amazing business in the world, but if nobody knows about it, who mm -hmm. cares, right? There's a visibility piece. And then there's, you could have the most amazing story in the world, but if you don't know how to articulate it to the people who need to hear it, you're like, at square one, good luck. And then you become disgruntled. And you're like, nobody cares about me. And you're like, no, they just can't hear you because you don't know how to play the tune for them to listen. So that is really amazing. So I'm going to definitely put the link in the show notes for people to go check this out. Is this rolling in enrollment? Is it stop and start? How? To, what's going on? 
It's going to become rolling enrollment. That is the goal because I really want people to be able to access this anytime. But for now, the start date for the live classes of the second cohort begins on April 1st, 2021. So if you're listening before April 1st, 2021, there are live classes. And if you're listening after, send me a DM and I'll give you the update. Put you on, get on the wait list. Get on the wait list. All about that wait list life. All about that wait list life. Okay. I, every time I talk to you, Jenny, I learn something new. I learn something more about your story. You always give me different perspectives. The first, like I've know we've known each other now for quite a long, for like the entrepreneur in the entrepreneur world, quite a long time. It's been like, yeah, it's been about three years actually. Yeah. And, but when I heard you on, what was it? What is it? The papaya podcast? Yeah. Sarah Nicole. Yes. That's when I was like, Oh, there's stuff I don't know about Jenny. Jenny, there's so many layers to Jenny that you have no freaking clue, Monique. And I was like, wow, it just pointed to something around like making sure that I'm digging deeper with the people I'm spending t- a lot of freaking time with. You know what I mean? I'm like, Jenny, I spent some time with to the point that she's like, Monique, I know you sent me this 15th message. I will get to it. I'm just saying. I was like, yeah, no, it's not urgent. I'm just saying, I just wanted to send you this note about the thing and the thing. I appreciate her so much. She has no idea. So thank you. I want to, I want to really just acknowledge you for coming out here and sharing your truth and standing up for what you believe in and always, you know, being willing to call out the things and get uncomfortable around the subjects that people don't want to be, don't want to be uncomfortable about myself included. Continue at your very, like, I hate to say people are very young, but she is, she's young and wise. It's quite phenomenal to watch. So guys, go follow Jenny. Just ask Jenny. I just want to say how much I appreciate that you call me young and wise because every year my birthday rolls around and I'm like, I'm no longer the youngest person in the old now in the, in the room. Okay, Monique, I used going to, to be the you. youngest person in the room, and now I'm just like, they're listen. Gen Z is also really smart. How how old is Jenny? Tell the audience because they're gonna wonder like that how old you are. I am. Are what are you? Twenty six. Yes. Oh, for love of God, <laughs> give me a break. I'm on the latter half of 20, okay? When I was like 16 and 17, I was like, that's an adult. That's a full grown. Knows yes, what they're doing we, in life adults. You have no idea. Okay, so you can stop that I, right now. I actually sent a message to my old high school English teacher. Don't know if she's going to listen to this. If she's listening, hello. Um, but I sent her a message and it was actually a meme. And it was like, I'm really sorry for anyone I called old when I was 18. And they were like, <laughs> And she's like, Jenny, I'm turning 40 next week. I was like, don't tell me that. But also, I'm really sorry. I definitely. Yeah, you're not going to get no sympathy for being 26. Okay, so just that's enough of that. But what I will say is young and wise, definitely. And it's an amazing thing to witness. I will tell you that. And I want everyone to be following Jenny. Just ask Jenny, the Double J Collective, even go follow her husband, Shot by Shar. We're all of that. And I'm going to put all those, all of the, all of it in the show notes. But I just want to say, continue to inspire us, call us out, hold us accountable and your story while encouraging us and capturing our most beautiful stories. Thanks, Jenny. This is where the tears start to leak. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be crying during this podcast episode. I really appreciate that, Monique. And also for everyone listening, for anyone who's going to be a future client of ours, because we know that you want to work with us. It's also really cool to know, like, I don't know, I get really excited to when you recognize the people you work with are full whole humans whose values are just really important and also are doing good. 
outside of the incredible professional work that they do. AKA you and I'm also that's that's she's sending me the love and I'm sending her the love. You guys can't see us because we're on video, but we're just like we're just like tennis matching like love right here. Okay, just like boom, boom, boom. Love you, no, love you, no, you're amazing, no, you're amazing. So we're just amazing. Who doesn't want to be in our circle? Um, who can get all loved on? But I do feel like big acknowledgement needs to happen because we don't I don't think we get it enough. And I just want you to know I appreciate you, all of you, every piece. Thank you so much. Hi Thanks, Jenny. And thank you to all the people listening to this giant love fest tennis match. If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Bryan underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.